राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय प्रभुपदा जय प्रभुपदा जय प्रभुपदा श्रीला प्रभुपदा जय जय प्रभुपा 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 जय जय प्रभुपा ಶ್ರೀಲಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ
ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ವಿ ಆರ್ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟರ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಎಂಟೈಟಲ್ ದ ಸುಪ್ರೀಂ ಲೋಡ್ ಈಸ್ ಈಕ್ವಲ್ ಟು ಎವ್ರಿ ಒನ್ ವರ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ ಸತ್ವಂ ಸುರಾನೀಕಂ ಇವೈಧಯತ್ಯಥಪ್ರತ್ಯನೀಕಾನಸುರಾನ್ ಸುರಪ್ರಿಯೋ ರಜಸ್ತಮಸ್ಕಾನ್ ಪ್ರಮಿಣೋತ್ಯುರುಶ್ರವಾ ಯೇಷರಾಜನ್ನಿಕಾಲಯೀಷಿತ್ವಂಸುರಾನೀಕಿವೈಧಯತ್ಯತ್ರತ್ಯತ್ರತ್ಯನೀಕಾನಸುರ
माता जी शराजन अभिगाल ईशिता तत्त्वम् सुरानी गमिवाइ धैत्यता सत्यप्रत्यनीगाना सुरान सुरप्रियो रजस्तमस्कान प्रमिनो तिरुश्रवाह सयेशराजन नभिगाल ईशिता सत्तम सुर्यानी गमिवै धयत्यताह Go to a translation, responsibly please. Yaha which Eshaha this Rajan O King Api even Kalaha time Isita the Supreme Lord Satvam the mode of goodness Suranikam number of demigods eva certainly a dhayati causes to increase ataha hence tat pratyanikan inimical to them asuran the demons surapriyaha being the friend of the demigods Rajaha Tamaskan, covered by passion and ignorance. Praminoti, destroys. Urusravaha, whose glories are widespread. O King, this time factor enhances the Sattuguna. Thus, although the Supreme Lord is the controller, he favors the demigods who are mostly situated in Sattuguna. When the Supreme Lord induces the time factor to act in, sorry, then the demons who are influenced by Tamoguna are annihilated. The Supreme Lord induces the time factor to act in different ways, but he is never partial. Rather, his activities are glorious, therefore he is called Urushrava. Purport by इस टेबल पे से सी भक्तिवान दुष्टामी शीला प्रभुपाद शीला प्रभुपाद की 
the lord says in bhagavad gita 929 samoham sarvabhudeshu name dveshosti na priyaha i envy no one nor am i partial to anyone i am equal to all the supreme personality of godhead cannot be partial he is always equal to everyone therefore when the demigods are favored and the demons killed this is not his partiality but the influence of the time factor a good example in this regard is the act is that an electrician connects both a heater and a cooler to the same electrical energy the cause of the heating and cooling is the electrician's manipulation of the electrical energy according to his desire but factually the electrician has nothing to do with causing heat or cold nor with the enjoyment or suffering that results there have been many historical incidents in which the lord killed a demon but the demon attained a higher position by the mercy of the lord putana is an example putana's purpose was to kill krishna ahobakiyam stanakala kootam she approached the house of nanda maharaj with the purpose of killing krishna by smearing poison on her breast yet when she was killed she attained the highest position achieving the status of krishna's mother krishna is so kind and impartial that because he sucked putana's breast he immediately accepted her as his mother this superfluous activity of killing putana did not diminish the lord's impartiality he is suhrdam sarvabhutana a friend of everyone therefore partiality cannot apply to the character of the supreme personality of godhead who always maintains his position as the supreme controller the lord killed putana as an enemy but because of his being the supreme controller she attained an exalted position as his mother shrila madhvamuni therefore remarks kale kala vishaye pishita dehadi karanatvat suranikam iva sthitam sattvam ordinary a mother is hanged and in the manu samhita it is said that a king bestows mercy upon a murderer by killing him thus saving him from various kinds of suffering because of his sinful activities such a murderer is killed by the mercy of the king krishna the supreme judge deals with matter in a similar way because he is the supreme controller the conclusion therefore is that the lord is always impartial and always very kind to all living entities om ajnana timirandhasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshurun militam yena tasmay shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam roopagadamahyam dadati svapadandikam ವಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೋ ಶ್ರೀಯುತಾಪದಕಮಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೂನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಾಂಶ ಶ್ರೀರೂಪಂ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾತ ಸಹಗಣರಘುನಾಥಾನ್ಯುತ ತಂ ಸಜೀವಂ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವಂ ಶ್ರೀರಾಧಾಕೃಷ್ಣಪಾದ ಸಹಗಣಲಿತ ಶ್ರೀವಿಶಾಖಾನ
हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधो जगतपते गोपेश गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमोस्तुते तप्तकांजन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरिप्रिय वाचगलपतरुभ्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नमः नमो विष्णुपादा कृष्णप्रेष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदातस्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातिदेशिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्रीअद्वैतकदाधार श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे भूतैर्महाभुरो विभु निर्माय शेतेदमूष पुरुष भुंक्ते गुणाषोडशोडात्मक सोलंकृषीष्ठ भगवान्वचासी मे हरे कृष्णा so we are in a very interesting chapter which is entitled the supreme lord is equal to everyone this chapter has discussions in various ways in a very progressive fashion so this chapter started in an interesting juncture where Maharaj Parikshit was wondering how is it possible that Hiranyakashipu and his son became such enemies this is unheard of because how can father be an enemy of his own son and answer to that is this chapter so here the discussion slowly builds and then interestingly another conversation is quoted in this chapter that will come in a few verses later which is a conversation between narada muni and yudhishthir maharaj because yudhishthir maharaj also posed the same question in a different context how can we understand that shishupal was annihilated in the rajasuya sacrifice at the very beginning at the time of agra puja and in front of everyone he attained sayujya mukti so how could such a demon attain liberation which is very much attractive to even great yogis in fact yamanacharya in one verse he says mukdha sayujya da bhut mukdha sayujya in the same incident mukdha sayujya very attractive sayujya da bhur you became you became the giver of sayujya mukti which is very attractive to great sages so if you see the context it's very interesting the lord how is he acting is he being very partial or is he being very impartial it could be difficult to ascertain 
and that's why we have this chapter because apparently we can see in the beginning of this canto in the coming chapters we can see that the Lord is directly supporting the demigods later and before that the demons are gaining so much of strength Hiranyakashipu gets so much of strength that he could change the laws of nature if somebody is performing a pious activities they will get bad karma and if somebody is performing all impious activities they will get good karma so he could change the laws of nature he could reverse it the earth was so afraid that irrespective of the seasons earth was producing everything whatever he wanted earth would produce so earth usually if the demons are ruling earth could hold back the resources just like now earth may not give all the resources earth bhumi devi she can hold back the resources according to the qualification of the ruler and the residents we can hear the same incident millions of years back at the time of Prithu Maharaj because King Vena was ruling Mother Earth held back the resources because Earth Bhumi Devi is a personality if she wants she can give if she doesn't she will not so in this regard we could see that when the demon was ruling everything was going all right and the, the demigods they ran away they were hiding themselves for life so we could see all this twists and turns in the history and in which apparently it looks like the Lord is supporting the demigods and the Lord is not supporting anyone else one could argue in that way in fact that was the argument of Hiranyakashipu which you can see in in the coming chapters Hiranyakashipu was telling now Vishnu has become just like a kid the kid if you give a toy kid is very happy stop crying and if you take the toy away kids start crying so Vishnu has become just like a kid in the hands of the demigods if demigods offer some worship Vishnu who is supposed to be neutral super soul now he is being very partial to the demigods so in that way the Lord Vishnu has lost the status of being the Paramatma who is supposed to be neutral so this is the argument of Hiranyakashipu, powerful argument. <laughs> so, you can see that whether the Lord is partial or impartial and many people do this, ask this question. And that's why we have this chapter. We are at the verse 12. So, this chapter is building in a very interesting way. In the beginning, Shukadeva Goswami explains the constitutional reasons by which we can understand that the Lord is impartial so he makes a point that Krishna is absolute so that is the first point Shukadeva Goswami makes Krishna is absolute so that generally friends and enemies are for those who are in duality right those who are in the material nature they have duality there are so many friends and there are so many enemies we align ourselves with friends who are the friends who will support our sense gratification they, they are called friends and others are enemies and then we need everyone we needs 
friends and enemies. So that one can fight against the enemies and for that I have my allies. So, Shukadeva Goswami makes this point that Krishna is absolute, so he cannot act in such a fashion in the, fa in the point of friends and enemies. That is not the mood of the Lord because he is beyond the dualities of material nature where there is friends and enemies, there are heat and cold, there is distress and happiness. So he is beyond. So here, Shukadeva Goswami makes a very uh, philosophical point and then he says, his qualities are transcendental. Hmm? So, since his qualities are transcendental, punishment and his embraces are of the same nature. If he is punishing someone or if he is embracing someone, it's of the same nature because he is transcendental. Because if somebody is of the material nature, then if you punish or praise, they are different. But on the transcendental platform, both are equal. So this is a philosophical point and it can be a little difficult to understand. Of course, we see that in this purport, we'll come to that. In this way, Shukadeva Goswami builds a point and he come up to the point saying that the Lord is Nirguna. What is the meaning of Nirguna? It's the same point. He is not inflicted by any of the modes of material nature. In that way, he is Nirguna. So since he is Nirguna, how can he have friends and enemies? He is Nirguna. Those who are in Guna have friends and enemies. Likes and dislikes. Distress and happiness. But one who is beyond, no. Somebody is Sachidananda. Is there any question of Nirananda? No, right? It's exactly the opposite. Is there any question of Asat? Is there any question of Avidya? It cannot exist. Correct? These kind of qualities cannot exist because Satchidananda is always Sat, Chit and Ananda. So these are the, some of the points which are posed by Shukadeva Goswami. Okay? Now, we can understand from Bhagavad Gita that Janma Karma Chame Divyam. So we have to understand that Krishna's qualities and activities are Divyam. They are transcendental. Then, why do we see partiality in Krishna? Any idea? Why do we see, we see partiality in Krishna? Even though the Lord is impartial, He is beyond all the gunas. Any idea? When the Lord is supporting, when the Lord is uh, favoring the, the demigods, we say, look, look at Lord Vishnu. He is supporting the demigods. So why do we say that? And so the Lord is partial. Why do we say that? Or we may not say, but there are many people who do say that. Why? Eh? Yeah, we are conditioned, but there is a special kind of conditioning. What is that? That is our experience and that is our problem. We are living in a world, we are living in a conditioned world where we have friends and enemies and we are trained to be political. See? We see somebody is helping someone. Look, there is partiality. Correct? He is giving extra pakoda is going in the plate. They are friends. I didn't get the extra pakoda. Only that Prabhu got or Madhaji got. Can you see? 
they are friends. So, because of our conditioning, we think like that. There is something going on. Correct? This is the material conditioning. And when we project that upon the Lord, then we see partiality in the Lord. So, this, this fault is called Aropita. Aropan. Aropita means projection. Projecting our fault unto the Supreme Lord. This is called Aropita. So, the Acharyas, Vishnachakutakur, explains this Aropita. This is the defect of living entities who are conditioned. Aropita. So, generally, it is said, it is very easy to find fault in others, which faults, the faults which are present in us. The faults which we are used to, it's very easy to see in others. So, this is again projection. We see that, oh, is doing that, she is doing that. The same mentality we apply upon Krishna, Aropita, and then we conclude that, okay, the Lord is partial. He's helping, look at the demigods, always supporting the demigods. In this way, we look. Now, after this, after about, you know, seven verses, which we covered already, we can go a little further, here, Shukadev Goswami brings in the next point, which is time factor and the time factor which influences the gunas, the modes of material nature. So, now, here we can see that the argument is going to the next level. He first explained the impartiality of the Lord based on His transcendental nature, His, his being nirguna, is beyond the modes, and then explains how these gunas are working. Hmm? So, essentially, how it, how it works, the gunas change according to the time factor. We think, okay, what does that mean? The modes of nature are, are changing according to the time factor. It can look very theoretical, but it is not theoretical. It is very practical to the degree that just look at the time in which we are living. What is the time? This is Kali Yuga, right? Kali Yuga, which modes are prominent? Passion and ignorance. So, when we moved from Dwapara Yuga to Kali Yuga, naturally there is a change in the modes and the Kali Yuga is progressing. Very easily we can see that what happened 10 years back and what is happening now are different. And it is getting worse. So, we can see that we are going deeper and deeper into passion and ignorance. Correct? If you think about our, even our childhood, what was going on, and what is going on now, are completely different. It is getting really worse. Hmm? Even if you take India, things are getting worse. Hmm? Think, think about intoxicants. Think about drugs, which are illegal. Everything is getting worse. So, this is the influence of time. Kalena Belinarajan. Kalena Belinarajan. This powerful factor of time. They have influence of modes. They are changing the modes. So, in other words, the modes are changing, and who else is present in the mode? The living entities are present in the modes. So, who are in the mode of goodness? Predominantly? What do we call them? Do you know, Aradhya? Those who are in Sattugun? You know, who are in the mode of goodness? 
Sivya. Generally, who are in the mode of goodness? Not sure? Exactly, demigods. So the demigods are in the mode of goodness. So think, say, do, do the demigods come here to this material world at this point in time? Previously, when a Vedic sacrifice is going on in the conclusion, the demigods would personally appear and accept the oblations. But the demigods don't come. Why? Because there is not enough sattva here. They think it's a stinky place. <laughs> People are completely wretched. We don't want to come. See? So, the demigods want to be present when there is sattva. For example, if we live very with some cleanliness, and if we go to a dirty place, what do we do? Either we clean or we get out. And somebody who is dirty goes there, it is a part of life, just live like that. Live like a hog, correct? So according to the modes in which we are present, we get aligned to such kind of environments. Similarly, when the time factor is favoring Satyagun, or if there is a predominance of Satyagun, what happens? The demigods, they become victorious. However, when there is a change in the time, when the time factor actually is flowing, and when there is a change to the modes of nature, when it is favoring Tamogun and Rajogun, then the demons are flourishing. So can you see? So the, the modes are in flux, they are dynamic, they are changing, and the modes are not equal. Can you see that? The modes are changing and the modes are, modes do not have any equality. So here, Shukadeva Goswami makes a point that those who do not understand, those who are ignorant, see, say that the Lord is inequal, He is performing inequality. Why? Because the modes are unequal. Hmm? So they project the inequality of modes to the inequality of the Lord. But the Lord is never impartial. So the modes are partial, the modes are changing, but they think that it is because of the Lord. But that isn't the case. Can you see that? For example, we are born with certain modes in predominance, right? Some people are in more, in, more in goodness, some people are more in passion, some more in ignorance. Hmm? Uh, in Kali Yuga, it's a mix. Hmm? Brahmana means predominantly Satyaguna or mostly Satyaguna. That is Brahmana. But Kali Yuga, Brahmana means not necessarily. You know, one can be born in a Brahmin family, but doesn't mean that one is a predominantly in Satyaguna. Not necessarily. So we can see a mixture of Gunas. So the Gunas are changing. So we are placed in a certain Guna and we have a certain environment in a certain Guna. Right? And in this combination, one either thrives or diminishes. Correct? Can you see that? The influence of the guna, because we are influenced by guna, we are in a certain guna placed, and we are trying to change that by our devotional activities, we are trying to elevate ourselves, come to sattva and going beyond sattva, which is sattva, so that is our aim. So we are influenced by the gunas. And why are we influenced by a certain guna more? According to our karma. So we have different qualities according to our karma. And so we feel happy at home in certain gunas. Hmm? 
Say for example, here our DT offering, everything is punctual. We had to be clean and it has to be punctual to the dot, to the second. Hmm? So I was, today I was waking the Lord, then I went probably a minute or two earlier, then I was just waiting there, you know, with ticking and ticking, ticking, the lights are not on, only small light is on, and ticking, when it is exactly, you know, 3.55, when it is tick, okay, chant the mantra, start waking the Lord. So it has to be paka, it has to be on time. So now, we are pretty much trained to have everything to happen on time. If you somewhere, if you go, if there is no punctuality, then if you say everything has to be on time, to the dot, to the second, become, you know, this is not fair, what's happening? So it is depending on the training, hmm? it is depending on the guna, hmm? in which we are present, correct? The qualities we have developed. So now, here the point is, when the tamogun and rajogun are in predominance, then Asuras, they are very powerful, like Hiranyakashipu, very powerful. And we have now small, small Hiranyakashipus, who are also demons. They are also doing all nonsense. They are not as powerful. They cannot change laws of nature. They cannot change the seasons. Of course, they are changing the seasons. We are changing, actually, we are changing the seasons because of our activities, but it's not in our control. But Hiranyakashipu could reverse things. He could bring spring now, or oh, it's very, very hot today. He wants winter for a day. He could bring that. <laughs> but we cannot do that. So currently, we are not that powerful. Even though we also want to control the nature, but we are not like the demons like Hiranyakashipu who could control the nature. We can destroy the nature. It is not reversible. <laughs> then everyone is saying, oh, what happened? So this is the second point that jivas according to karma are placed in different gunas and then things changes. Hmm? Next point is, so this is the karmic situation. Hmm? According to the time factor, gunas changes, modes changes and different people are influenced in different ways. Okay. Now here the point is continuing where it is mentioned. So now, if, let's take this example, the electrician's example is given here, good analogy. So the electrician can produce heat or cold from electricity. Right? So we are saying, okay, now it is cold, we can turn on the fan or we can put a heater, right? So it's a hot summer day, yesterday was 37. If I choose to turn on the heater, can I blame the electrician who provided all the fitting at my home, in the ashram? No. Because of electrician, uh, my room is extra heat. It's already 37 and heater is also on. I am sweating. I will almost die <laughs> because of dehydration. Why? Because of the electrician who did the old electrical work. Can we blame the electrician? No. It is our choice. If our choice, I can put a fan and I can get some cold air or I can turn on the aircon. So it is not the defect of the electrician, but it is because of us. Same point we can see here. It is not the modes are changing, but who is getting benefited or who is getting not benefited, that is according to the individual karma and it is not because of Krishna. 
So that is the point it is mentioned here. Krishna has nothing to do, in one sense, Krishna has nothing to do with our enjoyment of suffering, material enjoyment of suffering. Because we are reaping our own karma, simple. So how can we blame Krishna? So in that point we can understand the Lord is impartial. He is neutral. Upadrishta Anumantascha Bharta Bhokta Maheshwaram I am the Upadrishta, I am the witness. Anumanta, I am the sanctioner. So when he is the witness, he is the sanctioner, he is not taking part in the karma. Material nature is taking care. The demigods are there. They are providing whatever is necessary. The Lord is sanctioning. Okay, according to karma, we have to give. Let it be so, that's all. I am not going to get influence anything more than that. So this is the neutral position of the Lord. Udasinavat. In the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita, it is mentioned Udasinavat. Means as a neutral witness, he sits. So in that way, the Lord is impartial. Hmm? Can you see the how the points are progressing? First we saw the Lord is Nirguna. Constitutionally, he is beyond the material nature. So he cannot have friends and enemies. He cannot have partiality or, you know, my friends, my enemies. He cannot have that. Then we saw that, the, that there is partiality in the modes of material nature. There is inequality in the modes of material nature. And those who cannot understand this sees that this is because of inequality of Krishna. Then we can very clearly see that one is reaping the results of one's own karma as an example given here, the electrician example. And so we cannot blame the Lord. Next, there is another interesting point which comes in the purport uh, of the couple few verses back it's a very beautiful uh, presentation there it is mentioned that since it is connected to the gunas the modes of material nature depending on the modes in which we are present the lords we are recipient of different amounts of lord's mercy so the, our receptivity of Lord's mercy is dependent on the mode in which we are connected, in which we are aligned. Hmm? So this we can take all the way up to Shuddha Sattva. But in this, uh, Vishwanath Shakutakur gives a very nice example and purport also the example is given. It's mentioned that uh, a lamp is considered in the mode of goodness. Hmm? Water in Rajas, passion, and air in the pot in Tamas, hmm? giving an example. So I'll explain this example, it might have explained in a few verses before, I'll just repeat again. The la a lamp is considered in Sattva because you can see the lamp from far distance, correct? Sattva, it is like Sattva, shining, and you can see that from far distance and it is illuminating everything around. So this is an example of sattva. And water is considered rajas, passion, because what is the, the essential and particular quality of water? Eh? No. Taste. According to the elemental creation, if you study the third kind of Bhagavatam, the particular quality of water is taste. Correct? And foam is the quality of fire. And touch is the quality of 
air correct in that way so if we want to experience the water that is essential quality of water which is taste we had to go we had to drink the water so we had to go closer then only we can experience we can perceive the quality of water whereas the light from far distance and not only we can see the light but it is illuminating so it is compared to sattva and rajas one has to go and one has to perceive and then when it come to air in the pot actually can we actually experience air in the pot we can experience air outside when there is wind but is there any wind inside the pot you know you see the pot you know a clay pot you know there's a small head is there any wind inside the pot no so it is very difficult to perceive air within so this is tamogun so let's take this example and let's try to understand the mercy of the lord so when the lord is instructing the lord is giving transcendental knowledge somebody who is in sattva can understand or at least go near okay this makes sense because sattva is like shining with knowledge and somebody who is in rajas at least something something can click very little not much just like going and drinking water and perceiving and somebody who is in tamas nothing goes inside so here the point is krishna spoke bhagavad gita for everyone krishna didn't speak bhagavad gita only for the devotees pravas makes his point in the purport to verse 9 very important point very interesting point as well that krishna spoke bhagavad gita he sri bhagavan uvacha the supreme personality of god had spoke for whom for everyone that's what we are trying to do right now the book marathon finished we are trying to go and distribute bhagavad gita to everyone hmm? do we ask okay are you in satyagun do you eat meat and before giving a book <laughs> do you eat meat do you consume alcohol have you taken bath now we don't ask these kind of questions <laughs> do you respect the supreme personality of god do you know krishna we don't ask anything here is a book take it read it hmm? they may be clean they may be unclean doesn't matter why because no one can contaminate krishna no one can contaminate bhagavad gita can we contaminate bhagavad gita are we powerful enough to contaminate krishna not possible but when you go to street many time indian people say no no i cannot touch the book why what happened i ate meat okay i tell them take your bag i'll put the bhagavad gita inside your bag don't touch go home take bath and then touch <laughs> or if it's a hard bond bhagavad gita i have the plastic cover is there you will not be able to touch open the seal only after going home hmm? so people have many excuses correct there are many excuses some people are very interesting favorable also i ransom street i met one uh, nepali boy yeah. he was smoking you know i seeing i understood is a nepali boy full smoking young boy i told the bhagavad gita he said do you want me to have it i said yes you need to take this so he is full smoking you know, adjusting he didn't want to touch i said open the bag put the bag and you know money there was some and he gave a very good donation whatever was there you know the you know 30 40 dollars just like that you know take everything take it <laughs> like that so some people are accepting so many people are accepting they don't have a clue about krishna or spirituality they are accepting bhagavad gita uh, we were traveling 
in many places uh, in country Victoria and beyond, distributing Bhagavad Gita and so many experiences in which when we approach someone, they say, today I was really thinking about starting meditation, starting some spiritual process, and you gave me this book at the right time. This kind of experiences so many times, so many times. One person was telling, is this Bhagavad Bhagavad, can't pronounce for Bhagavad, yeah, I said, yes, this is Bhagavad Gita. I just had a lecture in which the speaker was telling, you have to read Bhagavad Gita. No, this is talking about non-Indians, of course, Westerners. One person told, uh, you know, the first book I was giving, I think it was in Canberra, one lady, Western lady, yeah, uh, I heard from Jayashetty, is that book? I said, yeah, this is the book, you take the book. Like that, so, some people may know, some people don't know anything. And some people accept, what is that? It's a book, I'm a monk, it's a book. What do you want? A donation. Okay, here is a donation. This is a book. Go on. <laughs> some people are like that. It, it takes hardly, you know, five, five, you know, maybe 10 seconds. What is this? The book. You want me to have? What do you want? Donation. Donation came and book on. <laughs> so we can see so many different kinds of experiences. So we do distribute Bhagavad Gita impartially. Whoever is ready to accept, we give. Right? This is the mood of Krishna. So Prabhu writes, Krishna gave Bhagavad Gita for everyone. So it is not for somebody who is in Sattugun. What family? Brahman family. Dvedi, Trivedi, Chaturvedi. No. Doesn't matter. Everyone can practice Bhagavad Gita. The main thing is one has to read Bhagavad Gita. People say, I don't, I don't have space in my home. Indians usually say. I don't have a red cloth. Because I have to wrap the Bhagavad Gita in red cloth and keep it in the altar. I said, the better puja is you open the book and read Bhagavad Gita. That is a higher puja. Not wrapping in the red cloth. <laughs> One person says, I don't have any time to read. I said, do you sometime sit somewhere in the tram, train? Do you sit sometime? Yeah. He said, yeah, I sit sometime. Even before sleeping, do you sit somewhere? Yeah, I sit. Do you sometime open Facebook and read some? Yeah, yeah, that I do. Instagram, that also I do. Cricket match, definitely that also I do. Movies, that also I do. I said, no problem. You take, you know, one minute, you read one verse. Even purports also you don't read. At least read one translation you get benefit. Everyone has actually time. Everyone has time, everyone has money for Bhagavad Gita also. <laughs> Only thing is, there has to be willingness. Correct? That's all. There is nothing else is required. So, here the point is, as one is progressing in the modes, one becomes more receptive to transcendental knowledge. So, that's why there is emphasis on Satyagun. Of course, Bhakti is beyond guna, but if we are in higher modes, it is easier to accept, it has become more conducive. Prabhupada, even in his last, very last conversation, in the last, if you watch that video, the final lesson, a very heart-touching video, Prabhupada is departing from this world, he is in Vrindavan in the Krishna Balaram Mandir, he is lying on the bed, and the devotees have given their mic and Prabhupada with closed eyes giving the purport there also Prabhupada says come to the mode of goodness get up for Mangalarati come to the mode of goodness come to Satyaguna in this way you can make progress so we can see Prabhupada emphasized Satyagun all the time Prabhupada never said that look Bhakti is beyond all the gunas so now whatever gunas okay you be in that guna no no when Bhakti comes 
tamas becomes sat, uh, rajas rajas become sattva slowly there is progression in the gunas it's not other way around hmm? so if somebody is completely situated in bhakti they will not act in rajas or tamas in passion or ignorance no it doesn't happen like that so sattva is very important hmm? so that is another point that lord is impartial because he is giving impartial bhakti knowledge to everyone and it is according to where we are positioned that much we can accept the example can be given the rain is there when there is rain if i put a small cup 250 ml cup i will get 250 ml water if i place a big pot i will get lot of water and if you go to ocean ocean can even overflow right the rain is the same impartial but how much we accept is up to us so that is not the partiality of the rain similarly that is not the partiality of the supreme lord see another example can be given suppose in a class teacher is there students are there you always find some student very eager they go to the teacher ask some questions and they try to make notes right and some people are there you know a back in a back seat as a rocket now <laughs> both are there in the same class now assume the teacher is giving more knowledge to a student who is eager is that the partiality of the teacher no it's not partiality of the teacher the teacher is ready to give whoever is eager but if you don't want is telling you know somehow other you know in college times there was a proxy you know proxy 1 2 3 suddenly why you know somebody somehow get the attendance <laughs> there is another trick because big big classroom big big windows we will avoid proxy tell the numbers right after that the teacher is turning one or two people jump out of the window slowly jump and run <laughs> attendance is good so such kind of people will not get any knowledge so that is not the problem of the teacher it is our problem right similarly the lord is impartial but the jeevas can be stupid <laughs> that is our problem <laughs> right so this is how the lord is impartial hmm? now we'll go further hmm? at the same time this purport says that lord is again impartial because he is giving mercy to even the demons and what example is given here the example of putana putana is a demoness and she came to kill krishna ahobakiyam stanagalagudam jighamse apaya tapya sadhi lebhe gadim dhatruchitam katonyam kamvadayalum sharanam rajema so this is the statement of uddhava right uddhava in the third canto the ahobakiyam same verse eh? <coughs> it, it is mentioned yeah but in the third this verse is from the third canto third canto uddhava remembers past times within vrindavan and outside of vrindavan very beginning of third canto ahobakiyam think about putana who came to kill krishna stana kalakutam by by injecting poison in her breast and she wanted to breastfeed krishna and kill krishna 
how can one even imagine this coming as mother mother is supposed to protect to give love and disguise as a mother and poison and kill a child and what did krishna do krishna happily accepted hmm? accepted the milk he accepted the milk he accepted the poison and also he sucked the life air he took everything <laughs> and then what happened putana fell dead but what happened dhatrujitam katonyam she got the status like a mother in the spiritual world so this is unheard of somebody is going to try to kill but the highest status was given so many places is mentioned even brahma wanders in the 14th chapter of 10th canto right he says how if krishna can reciprocate to putana in this way how can he reciprocate to the gopis and residents of vrindavan who have given everything for krishna how can krishna in what way can he reciprocate na preham i cannot reciprocate krishna says so this is the position of krishna krishna in one way we can see that krishna is partial he can be partial to demons he can give everything to demons so this is the another nature of the supreme lord he can be partial to even demons in giving the mercy krishna gave mercy to everyone right the demons whomever he killed krishna gave the mercy that is the speciality of krishna specifically what is the speciality if somebody got killed by krishna they will go back home back to god the minimum is sayujya that is the minimum that krishna can give whereas other expansions of krishna when they kill they get highest status but sayujya and above is not guaranteed liberation and above is not guaranteed so rupa goswami in the lagu bhagavata amrita distinguishes the position of krishna in comparison to other incarnations like even lord ramachandra narasimha dev etc because they also kill the demons but they didn't go back home back to god they had to come back hmm? of course they got a higher status but still they had to come back but when they got killed by krishna they went back why because krishna's form is so attractive they got completely absorbed in krishna's beauty krishna's form hmm? this discussion is a very important discussion that will come in this chapter hmm? tasmad vairanu bandhana there are very important verses are there that are beautiful exactly so we will not get into that too much because it is to come but this is the speciality of krishna krishna could absorb even the minds of demons who for example shishupal he was always chanting the names of krishna in a negative way because he was criticizing krishna all the time even when he was a child he was criticizing krishna then there was a deal made with his mother okay yes exactly blasphemy the lord even think about kamsa what happened kamsa kamsa was completely absorbed in krishna he couldn't forget krishna while he was eating while he was sleeping he was dreaming about krishna think about the absorption in krishna in a negative way vibrita bhakti but absorption in krishna so the point is if somebody is absorbed in krishna even in a negative way still 
get the benefit. But just being a demon without any connection to Krishna, no benefit other than going to hell. That example will come in a few verses. That is King Vena. <laughs> there is a contrast. Vena also was very sinful. Very sinful to the degree that when he goes with his playmates to swim in the river as a fun, he would drown one or two of his mates. This was Vena. <laughs> but what did he get? He got only hell. But Shishupal, he blasphemed the Lord from the early childhood. Still, he got Sayuja Mukti. How is it possible? Because one is connected to Krishna. Tasmad Vairanu Bandhena. Vaira. Even one can be an enemy. Still they get a benefit because of absorption in Krishna. Because the Lord is all good personality of Godhead. He is beyond the modes of material nature. So just like if you touch the fire, whatever condition we can feel the heat. Similarly, if you touch the Lord, one will go beyond this material nature. So, on the one level, the Lord is impartial, but on the other level to his devotees, he is partial. Samoham Sarvabhudeshu then. Okay, what happens to those who worship with bhakti? Exactly. The, the point is Krishna's neutrality. Yeah, Krishna's neutrality is a common statement as a Paramatma. He's neutral. You do your karma, you get the result. Fine. I, I am the Upadrishta Anumanta. But for more, my devotees, I have special treatment. They will never miss me. I am always with them. I am for them. Yes. Yes, what is the point? The example is given of a king. An impartial king rules all subjects. He'll provide whatever is required for all the subjects, all the citizens. That is an impartial king. But for king's family, personal family, king will have extra facilities. Correct or no? He has his palace. He has his special time for his personal family. Is that considered partiality of the king? No, it's not partiality of the king. It's not partiality of the king. It is very natural. Just like you may love all the children, but you have special affection for your own child. Correct or no? Can you say it is partiality? You are very partial to your child. No, you are treating all the children equally, but your child, you, you worry more about your child. That is very natural. We cannot say that it is, it is partiality. In the same way, the Lord is providing for everyone. Even if they worship the Lord or they do not worship the Lord, the Lord is providing everything. Correct? But for the Lord's devotees, He has special treatment. So this is partiality of Krishna. Can you see? We discuss a lot about impartiality of Krishna. Now we are talking about partiality of Krishna. But here is the point. The point is that the Lord is impartially giving his partiality to everyone. You want to be, king cannot do that. King cannot tell, okay, I, I am going to the king and telling him, I also want to be your family member. King said, no, no, not possible. You remain a citizen, that's all. But the Lord is not like that. Lord is inviting everyone to his family. You want to join the family, please come. Krishna invites in Bhagavad Gita. 
he sends spiritual masters so the lord awards impartially his partiality you want to be you want to be partial do you want me to be partial to you yes i'll give you so in that way ultimately the lord is impartial so on one level as paramatma the lord is impartial on the other level when he act as the supreme personality of godhead as a bhakta varsala he is partial but since he is giving that impartiality or the status of a devotee to everyone he is again impartial so this is the lord so the lord is ultimately impartial to everyone because he is inviting everyone for that special treatment in golaga vrindavan and that special treatment here in the association of the devotees we we can all get that special reciprocation of krishna we are just coming from the marathon and we could always experience the special reciprocation of krishna how krishna is sending people <laughs> we cannot distribute book otherwise you know i traveled many many places and last two days i came to melbourne i was on swanson street and when i went to swanson street on that friday uh that is on 23rd of december i was thinking look i can't how will i distribute one book <laughs> it was like that because jam packed and i am telling excuse me to so many people not even one person stopping it was such a crowd and i was thinking you know how will i first i have to stop someone to give a book it was so difficult and then by the arrangement of the lord you could see some people are i was wondering if someone stops i was wondering you know usually if you go to other places one excuse me people stop there if you go to any country said one excuse me they stop then just explain but this is you know 5 10 minutes saying excuse me excuse me after some time my throat is dried up still nobody is stopping that much packed and then krishna's arrangement people are stopping people start taking book so we can always see the reciprocation of the lord the book distribution is a great endeavor in which we can really see the reciprocation of krishna krishna makes it happen when we really desire krishna makes it happen krishna sends the people and they get krishna's books so we can see the reciprocation of the lord so this is krishna being partial <laughs> we want okay we want reciprocation okay we'll give you like that so uh, we had this kind of a long discussion on the partiality and impartiality of the lord we discussed initially with the absolute nature of the lord who is beyond material nature he is nirguna he is transcendental and so he cannot have any features of duality where hatred or friendship or likes and dislikes so in that way he is impartial and there we see partiality in lord because of aropita because we project our political nature here to the lord and on the next level the time factor is under the lord and as the time factor changes the modes of material nature changes and those who are aligned to a certain modes they get benefited somebody is in goodness when there is predominance of goodness they get benefited like the suras the demigods otherwise the demons get benefited so for us we are placed in a certain material mode according to our karma and according to karmic reaction we get 
something which are positive or negative, but the Lord remains the impartial witness and a sanctioner. Hmm? Then going further, according to the modes, our receptive, receptivity of mercy changes. If somebody is in Tamogun, we cannot accept the mercy of the Lord. Rajogun, maybe a fraction, very, very minimal. And Satogun, more acceptance of mercy of the Lord. And one who is beyond, they have the free flow of mercy of the Lord, who, who is in Shuddha Sattva, correct? And we had the examples for that. And now, the Lord is impartial. He is giving Bhagavad Gita to everyone. He is not telling, it's for you, it's for you. No, it's like book distribution, it's for everyone. And ultimately, we can see that the Lord is again acting partially to his devotees. Whatever the devotees are telling, the Lord is doing. Lord is acting partially to his devotees. But the Lord is ready to give his partiality, his special treatment to everyone. In that say, ultimately he is impartial. So that is a kind of sequence of arguments that we can see in here. Any questions or comments? Yes, Sivya. You can speak to the microphone. Thank you for the nice class. You said according to the mode wherein we get mercy. So my question is, we do like lots of services and some of the services were in the mode of passion, like we see book distribution were running here and there. So does that mean we don't get mercy in that particular okay. service? Okay, uh, book distribution, if you're running here and there, doesn't mean the mode of passion. Hmm? So when I usually present to a new audience about the mode of passion, goodness and ignorance, especially to a Western audience, uh, when we explain all the qualities of goodness, they think that goodness means just sitting relaxed. Go to nature, sit relaxed. That's not necessarily the mode of goodness. Hmm? Mode of goodness, one can be very active in the mode of goodness. So book distribution, is in, not just in the mode of goodness, it is beyond goodness. It is Shuddha Sattva. Hmm? So we had to go here and there. Why we are going here and there? To catch people. Catch people. <laughs> we have to get people. We have to give some books. So that is not in the mode of passion. Of course, we can do book distribution in the mode of passion. For example, how can we do book distribution in the mode of passion? What are the characteristics of distributing books in the mode of passion? Who can tell? Huh? No, that is not necessarily in the mode of passion. Eh? Pushing. You had to somehow or other push the book into the throat. <laughs> you know, you have to have this. They are thinking, I don't want, I don't need, I am not interested. No, no, give some money, take the book. I have seen people doing that. One day I, I witnessed uh, uh, from my own eyes and I was shocked. I was in, in a tram and uh, so on Sanson Street and I saw a devotee standing next to Gopas and I could see as the tram stopped and I could see directly what's happening one small book and pushing so hard one boy and somehow or other finally to get rid of this devotee this boy got some coins and took a small book and I could see from his face he was completely upset he took the book I saw little colons there is a bin directly put in the bin can you see? This, uh, this is what happens in the mode of passion and ignorance if you distribute books. 
what, what is the other way we can distribute books in the mode of passion? Tell me. Very important. This one is very important. Uh, attached to the result. Uh, name and fame. I want to show that. I had to show that I am the top and others are not doing as much as I am doing. I want to do most number of books. That is in one sense okay in one sense. But if you also feel that okay, I should, others should do less, then it is very much in ignorance. Right? So even certain uh, unhealthy competition, that is in the mode of ignorance and passion and ignorance. We can see that, you know. And always meditating on the results, you know. I'll be glorified. Ki jai. So, that is in the mode of, you know, passion. Okay? So, we can see, of course, we can do book distribution in the mode of passion as well. You got it? Like that. So, running around, not a problem. You can run as much as you can and catch people, no problem. But don't scare them. <laughs> you, if you run, they will not scare. But if you run behind the people, Adults run behind the people, they will call cops straight away. <laughs> hmm? If you tell even an excuse me at a wrong time, people will be shaken completely. I have done accidentally. Excuse me, you know, what happened? Book, oh, that's all. <laughs> you know, shaken, like, you know, something happened, you know. Thinking something and excuse me means, you know, shaken the whole body. <laughs> so, one has to be a little mindful. Hmm? Uh, be mindful, be careful, and don't do it here. In the temple or outside the temple, be mindful. <laughs> uh, is that clear? Any other questions or anything? Yes, Prabhu. Yeah, speak to the microphone. Yeah, you can give. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay, yeah. Hmm. Hare Krishna Prabhu, in the starting of the class, you uh, mentioned that time derives modes. Right? Yes. So, in our regular day also, we feel that, you know, yes. early morning is more goodness. We, yes. You know, no thoughts coming on. And then as we go down the, you know, towards evening and to the night, modes start acting on us, basically. So, is that just the time uh, derives the mode or its activities of us also leads to, hmm. you know, the... So, here are the... When we talk about modes, two things we have to understand. One is the influence by the modes, it can be because of environment. For example, you mentioned about early morning, you start chanting, it is easier. Lunchtime, it is difficult. Night, tamogun, sleeping only, you know. Chanting and sleeping, you know. Hare Krishna, then, you know, go up, down. So, we know how the external influences work, right? Say, so, 10 people are chatting, and in between we sit and, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna. We know. With intelligence, we know that this chanting is going to be a distracted chanting. Go to a corner and chant, rather. <laughs> right? So, one is the external influence, and we have to be mindful about the external influence. Yeah. Then, our internal thing, we have to be careful. Say, if there is a circumstance where we have to chant, where things are going on, then we have to be internally prepared to deal with the external influences. So, both are there. Yeah. Hmm? Not only that, externally everything can be peaceful. Hmm. But there are the internally modes are working very passionately and one cannot sit and chant. Happens, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, mobile phone. Yeah. 
looking at Krishna, Krishna, Hare, 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 Ram, 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 finishing the round, seeing the screen. Mode of passion and ignorance, passion primarily. So there, externally there is no problem as such, but we are distracted. Even when we are chanting with the devotees, it's a perfect situation in the temple room, but Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, who is coming through the door? What is, who is changing the Tulsi's cut? In a, looking everything, observe, observing everything, <laughs> you understand? So and externally everything is good, because of internal agitation, we are getting distracted. So we had to look into both things, external and internal. We had to work on both. So we had to place ourselves generally in an externally conducive situation and we had to work on our internal mood such that we can focus on our devotional activities. Including chanting. Yes. Is that clear? Yes. Uh, the beginning is passion. The beginning is passion. The first is attraction is there. Then it can lead to further ignorance. It can degrade ourselves. Yeah, of course. That's why we had to create an external environment. If not required, don't bring the phone. Don't bring the phone while chanting. Keep the phone in the car or in the ashram. I generally don't bring the phone to the temple room. I just leave it there. So that when I'm chanting, I, I don't have any push, you know. Any message came, anything coming? No. Like that. Hmm? Any? Yes, Prabhu. Prabhu has a question. Hare Krishna. Not very. How to identify a true meditator, true meditator and a fake meditator when we chant Hare Krishna with a true heart and a person who is, you mentioned that while meditating, look into the mobile, look into the door, look so into who first, is coming, how first, to identify. First of all, it is not our job to identify others whether they are chanting properly or not. It's not our job. Our job is, are we doing properly? If we mind our business, then there is progress in spiritual life. If we try to mind others' business, we will be in trouble. So don't worry about others, worry about ourselves. That is safe. You know, does it really help when these people look into the mobile and… Uh, if, at least chanting, some help is there, but not to the proper capacity. Hmm? So we had to be mindful, that's all. Hare Krishna. Grantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki Srila Prabhupada ki Jai.